Who's been afflicted before? Anybody been sick before? Anybody ever faced death before? Let's do this before we start today. I believe there is a power found in Jesus Christ. Who believes that today? Who's seen, who's prayed for people and, and things would happen? Who's seen miracles of God? Let me see your hands today. Who's seen God heal the sick? And some of us haven't. Doesn't mean he doesn't. Then let's think about what you're facing today and the power of God. And I believe we can gather here today and believe that there's change that can happen in the name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but it, uh, just that anybody's been following me in the last year, um, my angel's very tired. My guardian angels. We talked about this before, and it seems like every time I turn around, something happens. But I can tell you sometimes in afflictions, you may not know where they come from. You may not be related to an injury. It may not be related to something you know you've done, okay? You jump off a cliff, you're going to get hurt. I mean, who knows that? That's just gravity, okay? Then when you hit the bottom, you may say, Jesus, can you heal me? You may say, you're stupid enough to jump. But anyway... I don't know all those things, but I know one thing. There's times that we're afflicted, and there's an enemy behind affliction. And sometimes we don't understand why. We don't know why it happens. But I can tell you this. Well, there's, there is healing in Jesus' name. What we have to understand something is how to call on the Lord. We don't call on the Lord in fear. We don't call upon him and say, oh, Lord. And remember last week we talked about the mercy of God. A woman came because her daughter was afflicted by a demon, and it was evil. It was a, a demon who was causing all kinds of havoc in this girl's life and so she came and she learned the steps and the levels of a relationship with jesus how is your pursuit today how is your personal pursuit today and would you would you ever want to change that pursuit based on comfort would you say that god's blessed me i want it comfortable in my life or would you rather say i go through things because i want to know him more who wants to know jesus more and when you raise your hand know what comes with that See, that is the decision every single day. You have got to wake up and say, I'm going to follow him. Paul says it this way, I must die to my flesh so that I will live. To live is Christ. The other day, I was, I, on my shoulder, I, I don't even understand why. I mean, I feel myself a pretty healthy guy. But I was afflicted. I was laying back there crying out to God right on that floor back there. And God reminded me in that scripture, it says, it really says clearly, to die is gain. And I, is it a but or an and? Is it but or an and? See, to, to, to live is Christ, but to die is gain? It's not a but, it's an and. Live your life as Christ. Gain is, yeah, we leave this world and we go to heaven. That is a promise, that is a blessed hope. But to live is to live is, what does that mean to you? Does that mean you give God praise when things are going well? Well, I live in Christ, in Christ Jesus. What does that mean to you? To live is Christ. Do we have to have a lifestyle of Paul to reach that? When he states it in Galatians, do we have to have that kind of, of persecution to reach that level where he says to die, even if I were to die today. Who knows the story between the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they faced what? And he said, even if we die, even if we walk into the furnace and burn 
up. You see, that, that, that's where I need to get to. How about you and me? How about you? You need to get to the, that place where, okay, to live is Christ. How is your pursuit with Jesus today? How is your living pursuit with Jesus? I loved the story last week. Let's go into a story today. I'm going to go into Luke 5, 11.5, I should say. Luke 11.5. Let's start with this. Suppose one of you has a friend. Anybody have friends today? Well, we thought they were friends sometimes, right? They were good friends at one time. How many people have good friends? I mean, good friends. And it says, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight. Midnight is not a good time to go to a friend. It means the middle of the night. So if you got up at 6 in the morning and you went to bed at 6 at night or 10 at night, right in the middle of that night, someone knocks on the door. How would you react? How good is your friendship? Now let's say, for instance, in this story here, the man responds back. Now before we go to that, what does friend mean? Someone dearly loved, prized in a personal, intimate way. A trusted, confident, it's held dear in close bond of personal affection. Okay, so friends, we're not talking past, well, some friends, neighbors, whatever. We're talking about good, wholesome, dear friends. How many people have those? Could be family members, okay? Those ones. One is knocking in the middle of the night. Let's go on. It says in Luke 11, 5 and 6, it says, And, and says to him, friend, lend me Three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. So a friend knocks on your door. You're in bed. Your children are in bed. You shut the door. It's locked. It's time for sleep. Probably was deep asleep. And the banging on the door happens. It's that friend that's banging on the door. You're thinking, what are you thinking? Go away now if you got a big dog in the house you would let them out okay we're not that good of friends it says and from the inside he answers and says do not bother me the door has already been shut and my children and i are in bed i cannot get up and give you <laughs> i like this one forget the loaves this is the middle of the night i'm not giving you Nothing. If I get out of this bed, I know what I'm going to give you, and it's coming in five knuckles, okay? You get nothing from me. Get out of here. Now, that's spoken to a friend. I don't know about you. Has anybody been woken up in the middle of the night? How, you, how are you with that? Gentle? Loving? You do, you do a quick analysis of the friendship. Okay, priority. This one doesn't match up. If it's my wife, I better get up. So let's what Jesus, how does he answer this? This is Jesus' words. I love his analogy here. Let's go into this. It says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him what? Anything. It says, because he is his friend. So it's not anything to do with friendship now. It has nothing to do with the closeness of that friendship. He says, yet because of his now, you've got to look that word up. Persistence. Anybody ever been with somebody who's persistent? My son, my wife just said it from the front row, can get in his mind something that he must do. It's not that he wants to do. He 
must do, persistence. So your friend that you just blew off yelled out the window, go away. It's midnight. Keeps banging on the door. Why does he keep banging? What kind of pursuit? He's just got a friend who's hungry. I'm like, let him starve tonight, okay? The next morning, I give up another six hours or another four hours, I'll be awake. Come over then. Why now? You see, Jesus is making an inference of pursuit, our pursuit. So he makes this banging on the door. He doesn't, he's like, because of a persistence, he won't go away. I've got to get up. And so what does persistence really mean? Shamelessness. A shameless persistence. Anybody here like to be shameful or shameful shame? Anybody enjoy that? Everybody been, been someplace and you were the object of shame? It is not at all comfortable. It is a very awkward place. And this guy's persistence was so much he could give a rip about his shame. It's shamelessness. It's banging on that door until he gets what he knows the man has. I know he has the bread. So what am I, wor- what, what am I willing to do to get it? What am I willing to do? See, there is a pursuit that is described here that I think you and I need to get to in our walk with Christ. How about you? Do you want to be on what the leading edge of what God is doing, or do you want to be behind and watching the game? Do you want to be in the game, or do you want to be behind watching the game? Well, I just watch everybody else receive and walk forward, and I'll stand back and just watch and then just be hopeful one day it's my turn. Or do you want to be in the middle of what God has for you? You see, what kind of pursuit are you willing to go after today? Let's go on. It says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. It, you will find. See, there is an asking and a receiving, a seeking, and you find. It says, knock, and it will be open to you for anyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And he who, what's it say, knocks, it shall be open. Who here has read this scripture before? Who here holds on to this? Who here actually is part of your pursuit? Are you shamelessly pursuing? Are you willing to do anything to receive? So let me ask you. We ask. Let me hear pray. pray we pray for Pray, Lord, this is what I need. Set your needs out before him. God says, give me the daily bread. Jesus says, teach me how to pray, the disciples. And Jesus says, well, Lord, Heavenly Father, it says, thou art Father, Give me this day this daily bread. Who can pray well like this? Who, can, who, who could, thinks they can pray like this? You see your hands of those who believe they can ask for things. We have nobody asking for things. Okay. So we think we got prayer down. Okay, you're asking for things. We don't maybe not understand. We, we not always receive, but we have the asking. Now let's go on to the next step. It's almost like a progression, isn't it? Now we seek. What does seek look like? Do we still continue to ask and then move that into a seeking or do you ask and say, Lord, if I haven't received any asking, then it must not be my time. Have you ever used that excuse before? It must not be my time because I'm asking and not receiving. Who stopped there? I have. Have you? Okay, so we ask and we don't receive. So it must not be in God's will. Have you ever said that before? This is teaching us more. 
You see, the asking will lead you to a seeking. The seeking is, is an outward sign of what's going on in here. It's no longer a private prayer, and it must be a public prayer. It is something that you're going to do in a physical way to get that seeking. I'm going to do something to receive that because there's three loaves in that house, and I need them. And so I'm going after them shamelessly. So now it's not only, it's a shameless knock. It's, a, it's getting to the place where, oh Lord, I've got to receive. You see, that's why it moves into the third step of knocking. You found where it is, and you're willing to do anything shamelessly to achieve it, to get it. So we start with prayer. I think prayer is good. Who's received on prayer? Absolutely. Prayer works. I think there's people that have been healed. There's been people all over the place. Prayer does work, but there's times that you and I both know there's times where I know where the bread is. He is the bread of life. I know where it is in his house, and I'm not going to give up because I am going to start to seek what I know I will find. The Bible says that you will find if you seek. So what are you looking for? Where's your pursuit taking you? Are you confused today about what Jesus is in your life or what he wants for you? You seek and then, when you seek, you come to a place where you knock in a shameless way. And behind that door, the man who's behind the door says, I have three loaves. But not only that, it says in the word that he'll give you everything that you need. It's not limited to bread. You see, there's something in this that he's asking us to do. There's a asking, there is a seeking, and there is a knocking. Pursuit takes you to the knock i've given up too early before have you have you ever given up too early on what you know god said i have i've asked and i prayed and i said well this is not i've used this before and god forgive me but i didn't stay there and i didn't allow that asking to allow me go to the seeking and for this i ask for forgiveness because every time you ask, we are not to give up. It says, do not ask as though you're a doubting man. It's not like the waves that go to and fro. It says, if you become a doubter, would, would you ever expect to receive anything from the Father? Would he give it to you? We are not to be like the waves when we ask. But to allow that to come in, Lord, I'm asking, but I know this is something for me. Your word says it. It's a promise. And so I am going to go to a place of seeking after that which is mine. It's going to take me to a friend's house. And I know behind the door, no matter it's in the middle of the night, behind that door is what I need. And I'm not going to leave here until I receive. And then you knock. And that knocking is what woke him up. You see, you found the house. And the knock on the door was not a gentle, um, excuse me. I'm a little hungry. i got a friend at my house. Would it be okay if I come in? No. It is a knock that gets a man up in the middle of the night. Who's a good sleeper in here? Some of that, there's a proud one right up there. He raised his hand first, and anybody else, they're all going, well, I would love to get a little bit of sleep tonight. If you've got children and a pager and all the other things that go on, sometimes we're interrupted. But isn't it feel good when you're dead asleep? Did anybody ever get woken before when you are completely out to nobody? Oh, flies or, you know, you are out. And you're like, oh, does this feel good? And when something happens and wakes you up, you're like, what? 
I mean, it kind of startles you at first, right? Anybody get those Amber Alerts? Whoever came up with that thing, that's like, I'm like, what in the world? Grab a gun, something. Someone's trying to get in the house. What is that? That is a scary thing. They woke me up. It's a little bit shameless, I guess. What does your pursuit look like? Does your prayer take you to a place of seeking? Does that seeking take you to a knock on a door? And is that a shameless kind of way? Is it a shameless knock saying, I don't care. I know behind this door is what I need. I'm not leaving this place. I'm not going home. And it wasn't even for him. It's for his friend. Summarizing Luke. And I can identify this as a father. I can. One of the greatest gifts of the Father is the Holy Spirit. How many know that that Holy Spirit is a precious gift to you and me? It says that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, will lead us into all truth. Without that Spirit leading you, will you ever find truth? Can you ever open the Word of God and really understand what the words that become life to you? Can you ever do that without the Holy Spirit? Can you? And he says, even in your darkest moments... I will never hold back from you the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Never. It says here, if a son asks for bread from any, anybody father in here? Let me see your hands. A father who knows that feeling, who knows when there's a child, who knows when a son or daughter is asking for something and they're begging you for bread. Are you kidding me? And they're hungry. You know what hurts me is the children don't have any food. And he will give him a stone. Would you ever give a stone to a son or daughter that's asking for bread and hungry? That's absurd even to think of that. It's absurd to think that your parent and your love for a child, you would give them a rock instead of bread. And then it goes on and says, if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent or snake? Some translations. Would you ever? If he's asking for something to eat. You see, it gets down to the place on who we are, how he's developed us, who, who he made a parent or anyone who has children, adopted anything, or a child in the midst here. If there's a starving child in this place today, what would you do? And they say, could you give me a piece of bread? And you know they're hungry. Would you ever give them a stone? Even if it's not yours. And he says, if he asks for an egg... Will you as a father offer him a scorpion? If then, being evil, know how, we know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to them who ask? Why would he put this right after that? Do you see? We serve a good God. We serve a good father who says that he gives all good gifts. All good gifts come from the Father of lights. Everything that we receive is from the man, the God that we know in the man of Jesus Christ that was sent here. You see, there is something about getting to that level in our pursuit with Jesus that we can pray, then seek, and then become a knocker on the door no matter what 
and know behind that door is the answer that God has promised in his word to you. And I am not leaving here until I get it. Who wants to be shameless today? Are you willing? Or you got too much composure? Too much manhood? And we call manhood pride sometimes, don't we? Who can honestly say that pride's gotten in the way in your life? I have. You know, if I'm not willing to pray for something, and if I don't see what God wants and His promise in His Word, if I don't see that, you know, don't you think it could be a little prideful for me never to get the place of seeking? Do you think it would be a little prideful for me to come before the Father and ask for something and then back away and say, well, it must not be in His will for me? What takes us to the place of shameless knock? What does that look like? Okay, those who, are, those who are facing something today, and I know we all should be, my shoulder's messed up. I don't know what's going on. I can't, I can't point to anything that I did wrong. But as I'm moving, I'm feeling better. Could I do this this morning? I just realized that. Let me ask you something. Who's ready to go on a pursuit? Who's all in? Who's all in? And he's called you by name. He's teaching us something here, isn't he? Fathers, mothers. He's teaching us something. He says, don't stop at just asking. Let that asking lead you to the next stop, the next level. Just like the woman who asked for mercy. You see, we can ask, but we're going to stay put. Who's going to put, who is going to stay put with me? Who's going to stand with me? You see, you know what? I've asked. I know it's according to its word. I'm going to stay. But now I'm going to get into the next level. I'm going to start seeking that which is promised. You see? Who's going to stand with me today? You see, it takes an army. We're not supposed to do this alone. You know, if you've got something you want and you know God has that, he's a promise to you, then we're going to stand together. Again, again, there's one more step. Who is here willing to become a little bit shameless? It may, it may not look good on the outside, okay? Guys, it may look like you have to step into something that you've never done before. Because I don't buy you. I don't like to be in a shameless position. But the man would never have received the things that he needed unless he knocked on the door and stayed there until he got up out of bed and gave him what he knew he had. You can call Jesus everything. If he is everything to you, then why haven't you gotten all that you need? Maybe it's our fault. It's not a God's fault. And don't bring the will of God. Be careful what you start calling the will of God when it really becomes just an act that I can't become shameless or shameful, I should say. I'm willing to be shameful today. I'm willing to say, Lord, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for Jesus. 
Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name, there is a living pursuit that you have described in your word. And Lord, if it looks like it's shamelessness or shamelessly, Lord, I, Lord, I don't know, Lord, in this case, but I do know this. You've taught us something in your word. Jesus, you spoke these very words. There's a level of praying and then seeking and then become this knocker on the door knowing there's something behind the door that you need. Father, I want to stand at the door and I want to stand until, Lord, I see provision on these folks and in my life. Lord, not that, not that I have to have, but you promised to live is Christ. To live is Christ and him alone. I thank you, Lord, for your word today. May we grow intently on it. In Jesus' name.